Hello, everyone. This is Shannon Fisher. And earlier today, I had the distinct pleasure of going to the Children's Village here in Philadelphia while I'm here at the DNC to go to a roundtable discussion about childhood hunger. And this was, uh, it was featuring the First Lady of Virginia, Dorothy McAuliffe, and the previous First Lady of Virginia, Ann Holton, uh, who is the wife of Tim Kaine. So, uh, so Ann Holton is, is hopefully in line to become the second lady of the United States. And they they talked about uh, childhood hunger in Virginia and the nationwide problem and the steps that they're taking to address it. And I, I think a lot of us take for granted that uh, that we're we're living in this country, and that there really isn't hunger happening here; that it's happening other places in the world. But it's really surprising the statistics that they listed uh, about the number of of kids right here in the United States that that need food in order to make it through the day, and in order to be healthy enough to learn and and focus in school. So take a listen to what they have to say and take it to heart. And uh, thanks for listening. Truly, hunger is a national issue. Childhood hunger is a critical national issue. Um, we have over 300,000 food insecure children in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and we know that the federal feeding programs, which have been in place since World War II, are absolutely a critical um, mission and have been in place for that long because we know our economic security uh, is not only a humanitarian issue, which is where our, my husband and I come to this first. He is governor. Um, and these first lady parents of five children. We can't imagine one child on any one day going hungry. And so we come to it that from that perspective, but also for the economic security and national security of our country, we know we need strong, healthy children. We need them to be able to access education. In the Commonwealth, um, over 51% of the children who are eligible for free and reduced lunch are not receiving the breakfast that they're eligible for that helps them start the day off right um, so that they can access um, their lessons and um, it's hard to focus if you're hungry. Um, and so we want to improve those numbers. In, in the summertime, only 13% of the children in the Commonwealth of Virginia who rely on those meals, whose families' budgets rely on those meals, are accessing the summer meals they need to learn, to grow, and to thrive. So we know this is a national issue. That's why we're talking about it with our Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and our friends here today, because this is a national issue. We have a really unique opportunity to further elevate this issue. Um, I have a great friend and partner, a former First Lady of the Commonwealth of Virginia, first daughter, um, but also our, my husband's recently former Secretary of Education. Uh, we will miss her, but we know she's going on to great, great things and to be able to elevate the work she has done, not only on nutrition and its importance to education, but you know, reforming education, reforming high school, thinking about standardized testing, how are we teaching our children to be creative and innovating in this new global economy. And so she has been a great partner in improving access in the Commonwealth of Virginia to kids who rely on these school meals. Um, and we have had great success, but we have a lot of work to do. We know that we have uh, served over two and a half million more breakfasts in this last school year. And we're very proud of that, but we know we have a lot more to do. That we have increased our summer meal sites in the Commonwealth by 200. And uh, I could not have done it without Ann Holton and her support. Education reform is a big, big issue in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And yet, she, as a mother herself, has really helped me elevate this um, 
opportunity to leverage the federal dollars that are in place. This is not new resources. We're actually trying to take advantage of Congress's commitment to feeding uh, children um, and to make sure that Virginia is leveraging it for our children who are in need. Um, I have testified with um, at Bobby Scott, our congressman, who has been a great partner at the national level um, as um, the ranking member on the Education Workforce Committee, has invited me to, to talk with Congress to think about how can we um, reduce the administrative burden around helping schools, centers like the Children's Village, access the federal resources that they need to feed hungry children. So we can't let red tape get in the way of feeding a hungry child. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Ann Holt, and I am so um, honored that she's here. Thank you, Ann, and I really appreciate your partnership in the Commonwealth, um, all you've done for children, done for our initiatives working together. So thank you. Thank you, Dorothy, and for your friendship. It's a pleasure to be with you. Dor Dorothy had uh, checked in with me uh, 10 days, two weeks or so ago, saying she was going to be doing this, and would I be able to join her? And I wrote her back, you know, I've actually got a really busy week in Richmond in Virginia uh, scheduled for the week and I'm not sure I'm going to be at the convention. <laughs> I kind of knew she would be. <laughs> My plans change. It's just a delight to be here and to hear a bit about Children's Village and the great work you do. Early childhood education, uh, after school, extended school, summer programming is such a, you know, working to defeat the summer learning loss and to get kids off to a great start is such an important part how we help our young people be successful, and particularly those who are coming from uh, less advantaged backgrounds. I am absolutely convinced, and one of the things that made my, my work with Governor McAuliffe such, a, uh, such an honor was education is the, 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 the ticket to opportunity, and it is a fundamental part of our American belief about ourselves that, that everybody can have the opportunity to be successful in life through education. And that just doesn't always work. And early childhood quality, early childhood education quality, uh, programming for people um, from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds. And to see the great work you all are doing here is just a real pleasure. And especially, uh, not only eat well, but learn to eat well. They learn to, learn well. to love great foods. Absolutely. You know, that's good finger food. You give them chickpeas, they're going to love chickpeas, I right? Know, if I you know. give them M&Ms, they'll love it. <laughs> I just think it's just fascinating to listen to you. We have, we have a good recipe for the roast chickpeas. Great. Yeah, I hope we get to meet your wonderful chefs when we get to do a little. So thank you all for hosting us. Um, I, I just wanted to echo a little bit of what Dorothy said, and you all know this, and, and um, our, our No Get Hungry friends can help uh, get, get you the, uh, the detailed research, but it is absolutely the case. What I've seen and learned in my uh, tenure as Secretary of Education of Virginia is that the research confirms what we all know about, without the research, that children learn better when they've got a full stomach, that if children have breakfast, it is a demonstrably connected higher academic performance during the day. It's not, it's not rocket science. Um, we also hear that from teachers. I can't tell you how many times we've been, Dorothy and I both had the opportunity to be in schools in Virginia where the teachers are anecdotally, their gut feeling is, oh my gosh, it's just the children, I mean, little things, they get to school on time, they're coming in for breakfast. And what you say you're doing with the, the which of you said the breakfast club for the parents? Our, our breakfast club. So one of the most important parts of, of, of any uh, early childhood program is parent engagement that parents, not all these 
parents have got the most fond memory of their own schooling experiences, and not all of them necessarily think of uh, uh, school as a place for help and support. You can reach out to parents in an early childhood context right off the bat and say, hey, let's be partners to help your child be success, a success. You know, I was a juvenile court judge for years and heard violence cases and child neglect cases, but I can count on one hand the number of times I met a parent, encountered a parent who didn't want what was best for their child. Even people who had very limited personal and other resources, everybody wants what's best for their children. If you can reach out to them early on, um, then you're that child and that family are going to be on to a better pathway. So, uh, so I'm thrilled to be here um, as the education secretary talking about how important childhood nutrition is. Virginia could not have been more than we have been at Dorothy McCollum as a, as a leader on this issue. And, and I will tell you, for those of you who are not uh, Virginians, it, this, this lady is not a show horse. She is a workhorse. Not only talks the talk and, and promotes the cause and uses her first lady spotlight to import of all the many things you could have chosen as your primary this, your, your heart is with these young people and has done a great job on using your spotlight. But she also wants to come to the meetings and roll up her sleeve and talk about, well, no, this isn't just, it's not just about the message. You've got to really roll up your sleeve and get the details right and figure out what works. And if it doesn't work, try something different. Be bold. This is the, the Terry McAuliffe speech and, 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 and adapt as needed. But also just to, to watching her woo colleagues across the uh, political spectrum. This is absolutely a topic that can be bipartisan. It's no reason in the world, uh, as with many education topics, that we can't work well together, uh, folks from all different political backgrounds. In Virginia, we deal with the General Assembly, where both the House and the Senate are in the hands of the opposite political party. So one doesn't get things done without reaching across. And Dorothy has convinced our General Assembly to allocate new resources her husband has proposed, but they have disposed largely because, not because Dorothy went and once, you know, did a drive-by of the, the Speaker of the House, but because she does, has the, the, the policy walk meetings with the committee staff. And when Dorothy shows up, they're like, wow, she's, you know, she, oh, but even when she shows up, she's just going to walk through and somebody else is going to talk, talk the talk, talk the substance. But no, that's not, absolutely not the case. Dorothy is done her homework and understands and is willing to listen and willing to work hard and get things done. And, and so it's been a pleasure and an honor to watch you accomplish so I much. I had a great mentor, so. <laughs> and we have some fun together. We're yes, going to have do. some fun together in new contexts. Yes, I'm going to miss are. terribly yes, working for your husband. I loved my job. I would not give it up lightly. We won't talk politics more today except to say it's going to be fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is your host, Shannon Fisher, for The Authentic Woman on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, doing some, some special correspondence from the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Thanks for listening. See you next time.